0: forgotten flicks episode 24 it's called death therapy bob it's a guaranteed cure Hello and welcome to the Forgotten Flicks podcast. I'm Joel and joined as always by the lovely Jasonio. I
1: feel good. I feel great. I feel wonderful. I feel good. I feel great. I feel wonderful.
0: Baby steps. (laughs) Baby steps. Baby steps steps to the door. Now you're probably wondering, what are they talking about? This is supposed to be an episode about the sci-fi. You're missing the quote fingers. We really need to start doing this as a video <laughs> podcast as well. The, yeah. uh, I would say Ustream, except I've determined Ustream sucks, and uh, we need to do something like Justin.TV because we'll go into yeah. why Ustream sucks. But anyway, I'm doing quote fingers right now. The <laughs> sci-fi. Cla- no, no, no. The classic <laughs> sci-fi epic. Um, no escape. Because we watched that, and then Jason and I <sighs> weren't able to record on our normal night. And then we looked at each other today and said, do you really feel like doing No Escape? And I said, yeah, it it occurred to me for our final movie for the summer series, which originally was going to be summer school, but we had a little snafu with Netflix in regards to that. Mm. But um, uh, so I was like, we we should have done What About Bob? That takes place in the summer. You know, they're at their little. They're (laughs) They're on vacation. They're on vacation. It's got that summer vibe to it. And he's like, you want to do it? I pretty much got that movie memorized. I was like, yeah, I saw it like less than a year (laughs) ago. Yeah, screw No Escape. Let's do that. Now, I should have the caveat. No Escape is awesome because it has Lance Henriksen in it and Ernie Hudson, for that matter. But honestly, after watching it, it's the first time I've seen it probably since it came out in 1984. Meh. So uh, that's my take yeah. on No Escape. So now we'll go right into the <laughs> What About Bob episode. What About Bob, which, of course, came out in the fantastic, unbelievable year of 1991, the year that also gave us terminator 2 and for some reason i actually remember being at the theater at i think it was disney pleasure island what was the theater over there
1: uh it's an amc 24 i thought there. it was
0: an yep. amc yeah and it was like right yep. when they were just ex- like i guess they were expanding it i don't know if, it was, if they were just expanding or they just finished building it or what but i remember right. outside they had the we were going to go we were deciding what movie to see and i want to say was dick tracy playing then too it was right around that time right probably but What About Bob Was what we ended up seeing. But I remember seeing they had the standee for Terminator 2, Judgment Day, and my little, you know, teen, early teen geek just began to explode <laughs> inside. So 1991 was a good year because it also gave us Terminator 2. And What About Bob, which I think is one of Bill Murray's more underrated classic comedies. So on that note, um, Jason, before we really get rocking and rolling on the movie, would you like to uh, listen to a little... Listener feedback? I would love to, but only from Peter. Well, that is a major coincidence, my friend, because it is, in fact, from Peter. Oh, rock on.
2: Hey, guys. Yeah, it's me again. Uh, Just listened to the uh, National Lampoon's Vacation Podcast. Excellent work, as always. Good movies, very good movies. And the, the Christmas one actually has one of the classic lines ever in a movie. Uh, immortal words from uh, Randy Quaid the shitter was full can't beat that can you uh, other than that I don't really have any cons- anything constructive to add and if I ever uh, make you feel that I contribute with something intelligent here on this site I, I am sorry that was never my intention uh, no I'm just kidding <laughs> oh and uh, by the way it's it's been a privilege listening to you guys for the past six months you always make no laugh, you know that. And uh, that that should be it for me. I'm going to watch a movie now. It's past midnight, and I should really be going to bed. But uh, I got Brian De Palma's Phantom of the Paradise today, so I don't think I see myself going to bed right now. Uh, thanks for letting me be a part of this, guys. Okay? Bye-bye. First,
0: let me just say, Peter, the pleasure is completely 100% ours. I also love how wonderfully dry your humor is because it's great. Because if you've if you've seen you know a picture of Peter, I'm just gonna say it. He's a tough looking dude. And I just imagine like in, in like person, like you would you'd would be saying that stuff completely straight. And you'd be like, yes. <laughs> yes, sir. But yes, Mr. Nielsen. But, yes, but the but the reality is he has got he's one of the nicest guys, I swear, and he has been so <laughs> freaking supportive of the site and the podcast, it's just ridiculous. And seriously, man, the honor is one hundred thousand percent, which of course I don't know if you folks know this. Um I used to be a teacher and uh that's an actual number. That's a uh, that's a real um, and,
1: number. I, and I promise, Peter, we will never uh yeah, we will never hold it against you that you add something intelligent because there's nothing else intelligent on the podcaster site. So,
0: <laughs> well, well, there is, but nothing from us, nothing from us. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Jerry, if yes, yeah, they, yeah. They yeah, there are, there are, yeah, Maggie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All the yeah, other people, yeah. Jason, it's not all about you, buddy. Um, just kidding. Uh, yeah, but the, the, seriously, it's one hundred thousand um, uh, percent. The honors are all ours, so we really appreciate that. And of course, you did point out the fantastic line from Vacation. There are lots of sorry, Christmas Vacation. There are tons of fantastic lines from that movie, and uh, that um, is I, one I, of the most quotable movies. I, I love that oh, movie. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, um, was it? Yeah, he got a little of that Mississippi <laughs> leg hound in him. Just hold your leg. Just let him ride it out. <laughs> yeah so eddie uh, can i get you some more eggnog uh, drive you out in the middle of nowhere leave you for dead no i'm good clark yeah i'm good clark <laughs> eddie you know eddie really came into his own in that picture he really did he did
1: he did as much as we loved him in the original vacation yeah he really i think took it to another level in yes, christmas he did. but yes he that's did. that's gonna be one of our christmas movies so oh, we'll yeah. leave that for
0: another time shh Jason, it's is supposed to be a surprise Okay, so on that note, this is the final entry, final entree into our summer movie series. We are doing What About Bob, starring Bill Murray, like we said before, from 1991. Interesting little uh, note this movie was, in fact, directed by Frank Oz, a.k.a. voice of Miss Piggy, a.k.a. Mm-hmm. voice of Yoda, a.k.a. voice of <laughs> Waka Waka Waka. Which, that was not even close to sounding like Fozzie Bear. (laughs) What's
2: that? (laughs) I can't do it. Is that Pac-Man? Is that what that is? (laughs) Um, (laughs) (laughs) Pac-Man.
0: Yes, who was a, a very... A Famous
1: partner to um, Jim Henson Jim yes. Henson, and yes. did fantastic work with uh, um, Henson's studios and, and different Muppets and, and oh, yeah. uh, characters.
0: And he's been a great director in his own right. He did In-N-Out. Mm-hmm. He did Bowfinger, which I love Bowfinger. And um, I've determined that if it wasn't for the fact that I, my wife stayed with me, I would have ended up being Bowfinger
2: <laughs> in that movie.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, he's a great director. Uh, it was written by Alvin Sargent, who... Maybe most notably, besides writing the worst Spider-Man movie, um, that would be three for those of you that even uh, you know didn't know. Uh, yeah. He uh, thing. Uh, Venom thing. Yeah, you know what? It wouldn't have been so bad if you they didn't pull. They did what they did with the original Batman. They stuck too many bad guys in one movie. Yeah. You don't do that. It dilutes the the potency yeah. of the drama. Come on, people. Yeah, <sighs> I'm calm now. Yeah, I got I got I got chastised at lunch today. You weren't there. It was awesome. Somebody brought up. Um, a certain movie prequel series. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's enough. I get it. And um <laughs> about how they were re releasing them and I was like, Yeah, I've heard they're gonna make Yoda CGI. That'll be great. And then they brought up <laughs> Kingdom of the Crystal Skull and how Shia LaBeouf, you know, was supposed to really take over the franchise and how they're making the next one. I was like, I don't mind them replacing Harrison. I know that's heresy, but let's be honest, folks. He's you know, get a little long in the tooth. And so, so were you actually just, were you set up? It's what it I sounds say, like. So, it totally sounds like a setup. Like every, every possible hot button issue. <laughs> I, was like, I, have, I was like, it's very simple. There's one person that should be Indy. And while it would be going in a different direction, while it would go in a different direction, it should be Nathan Fillion. Am I right, people? Nathan <laughs> Fillion should be Indiana Jones in any future movies, and they should all take place during World War II and be awesome with Indy yes. kicking more German butt. No offense to my German friends. So you know what I'm saying, okay? <laughs> the- my, do you have any german friends yes I, i'm part german and my stepfather is totally german so <laughs> i can say it it's totally okay because all right yeah so anywho um <laughs> the uh, uh yeah so that should be it and then oh, somebody at the table actually and I, I bet you can even use your imagination fair who shia labeouf would have been a great indiana oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I yeah, like, these come train- on and then and <laughs> someone made the observation that they just loved how passionate I get about this. And I said, you know what? I appreciate that. I said, some might call it obsessive, um, frighteningly aggressive. But the fact that you call it passionate, I appreciate that. A little freaky? Maybe, yeah. A little freaky deaky. Right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, Alvin Sargent <laughs> wrote Spider-Man <laughs> 2 and 3. And he also, <laughs> yes, he also uh, wrote Ordinary People, the Academy Award winning um, motion picture. Uh, mm-hmm. so, you know, Laura Ziskin, who actually, she was also attributed, um, as one of the writers and she's a, she actually passed away recently, unfortunately. And, uh, she was a prolific producer who also produced the Superman movie, me Superman brain fart, Spider-Man movies.
2: <laughs> yes.
0: And of course, uh, if, uh, you don't know, what about Bob stars, Bill Murray, Richard Dreyfuss, Julie Haggerty, Charlie Cosmo, who is in one of my personal, uh, fave flicks. Uh, can't hardly wait. I don't know if you've ever seen that, but. Mm-hmm. That is probably the closest anyone's come to purposely trying to create or recreate the feeling of a John Hughes movie and actually succeeding. And Catherine Irby, who plays—that was the... actually the last thing he was in, wasn't it? Yeah, he actually, yeah. I was—I was thinking, <clears throat> why isn't this kid been more? Maybe he just decided to leave acting.
1: Well, actually, I read a—I was reading an article about him. He, yeah, he just decided to give up acting and and uh, turned down a lot of roles. Yeah, actually, was offered a couple of roles that, um, according to him, was turned down. He turned down the role. Um, in Terminator 2.
0: Actually, you know what? He would have been a good John Connor. Yeah, I think so. I mean, he's got the look for it. Well, he's, he, At least he, older he does. Yeah, but. I, I think Edward Furlong came across as more of a little delinquent for sure yeah but d d-bag yeah, yeah but but i, but I think uh Cosmo Kors, <laughs> has the intelligence like even though he's a little gawky obviously he played like the nerd and um right right in can't uh, hardly wait I could, have, I could have seen him pulling that off um and katherine irby she plays uh, anna marvin the daughter and just since i didn't mention it charlie played uh sigmund siggy marvin the death obsessed son and, yeah can i can i pull out a katherine irby here yes i was absolutely
1: stunned obviously i've seen this movie a bunch never put two and two together but Katherine Irby plays uh, one of the lead detectives in the Law and Order: Criminal Intent that Mm -hmm. I love. Yeah, yeah, and I I saw her name when I was looking up the stuff for the show notes. I saw her name and I was like, oh, what did she play? And I was thinking, oh, she played like some other woman or love interest or you know somebody. And I couldn't believe she played the daughter. I couldn't believe that she. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying she looks old. I guess it just seems that I'm not saying you look old. (laughs)
0: I'm but just I saying. I've
1: always seen her as when you that fart just mature... comes out. That's what I'm
0: saying. You know what I'm saying? Okay.
1: I always here with Vincent D'Onofrio, and she always seems like she's the um, intelligent, mature. Whenever you uncross and...
0: and cross your legs, it sounds like a rusty hinge. I'm not saying you're old, though. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> Those wrinkles are becoming. I like them. Yeah.
0: Crow's feet. It's a character <laughs> lines.
1: But if in this movie, she is uh, this awkward, skinny, big, bushy eyebrow, little nerdy kind of girl. And is she really? I didn't think um, she was that I... awkward.
0: <laughs> good God, man. And um, editor's note. But I think she Catherine is a Irby, good um. <laughs> will probably never appear on this podcast. Not because you don't want her, but because if she ever catches wind of this, she's going to have us both killed. Thank you. Uh, no, uh, which, of course, she wouldn't I just, do. Th- I mean that allegedly. Yes, Jason, continue. Yes, okay.
1: <laughs> I think she is a fine-looking woman. Yes, she is. Um. And I have think she is very good-looking in Law & Order. Um,
2: backpedal, backpedal. No, hold no. On. Wait, hold on. Let me hear she, she sound. It's eek awkward eek and weird eek and geeky. Er, and... er,
1: it's the sound of the back Eek,
2: eek, eek? Er, <laughs>
1: <laughs> you might as well just back the truck up.
0: Beep, 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 beep. Yep. Hello, yep. So, the
1: insult truck. Oh, no. She still had big, manly, bushy eyebrows as a teenager. I don't think she looked, movie, that, I don't so. think she looked that awkward. <laughs> anyway, I just thought – I didn't realize it was her until I recently looked it up. But, yeah, she's awesome.
2: So. Yes.
0: <laughs> After the string of of unintentional backhanded
1: compliments, you know our list of people who are never going to come on this show is twice as long as the list.
0: (laughs) Indeed, because anybody who knows them and his friends are going to be like, I ain't coming on that show. So our one and only,
1: you know
2: what?
0: Go ahead.
1: Same thing we said with Bruce. If he, if nothing else, but he wipes his behind with our business card with the podcast on it. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yep, that's true. (laughs) that's true. So if Pete says to her friends, "I am never going on that Forgotten Flick show,"
0: that's still the win in my book, brother. <laughs> Our standards are so low. <laughs> wow, wow, we have no standards. It's wonderful. So anywho, and of anyway. course, Bill Murray, as you know, is a uh, Bob Bobby Wiley. He's the uh, the the uh, fun crazy guy. The the I don't. I guess you just call him a hypochondriac OCD a multi-phobe Mo- polyphobe yeah polyphobe <laughs> um and of course Richard Dreyfuss plays Dr. Leo Marvin who is uh his well sort of becomes his I mean, Jason will go into in the synopsis piece sort of um gets duped into becoming uh Bob's doctor uh Julie Haggerty of airplane fame is uh Faye Leo's what put upon wife and so it's a <laughs> it's a great cast and it is an awesome hilarious highly quotable movie And with that, I will, Jason, play the trailer, and then you can go into your always wonderful
2: synopses. (laughs) There are two types of people in this world, those who like Neil Diamond and those who don't. What is the crisis, Bob? My ex-wife loves him. Just when patient Bob Wiley was making progress. Dr. Marvin, you can help me. (laughs) <laughs> Dr. Leo Marvin was making other plans. As of this afternoon, I'm taking my family on vacation until Labor Day. But Leo's vacation... Dr. Marvin! ...is about to become... Oh my. Dr. Marvin! ...Bob's therapy. Oh, I really
0: appreciate this. I do not see patients on vacation, ever.
2: We just got to figure out a way to work around your schedule. Two to four, three to five, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday.
0: I don't want any of you letting Bob into this house.
2: He's a sweet guy. Could we invite Bob over for dinner? Would you like some more chicken Bob? Mmm. Mmm. <laughs> mmm. Mmm, Faye, okay, this is so scrumptious. Mmm. Mmm. <laughs> Will you stop that, please? Now, while Bob is getting better. <laughs> Roses are red, violets are blue, I'm a schizophrenic, and so am I. <laughs> Leo is taking a turn for the worse. <laughs> you're angry. No, I don't get angry. You're upset. (laughs) Relax, relax, Leo. Take a vacation. I'm on vacation! Touchstone Pictures presents Bill Murray. Hello, I'm Bob. Would you knock me out, please? And Richard Dreyfuss. Don't you understand? This man is crazy! In a totally insane comedy. You've turned a perfectly peaceful house into an insane asylum! Why'd you need to kick Bob out of the house? He's not gone. That's the whole point. He's never gone. Is this some radical new therapy? You see? What about Bob? What are you doing with the rifle? Death therapy, Bob. It's a guaranteed cure.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He's never gone.
2: You see? You see? <laughs> Is this some
0: kind of movie? Oh, um, not you know, hard to how about imagine. I, I love this movie. <laughs> so, so for the next forty-three minutes, I'm just going to replay the trailer on a loop because I just find it entertaining. and, you know, oh. so those movies that even though I still find it funny, it actually still it gives me kind of a warm fuzzy. I think I have C and D, but in fact, it's not a disorder in relation to this film. Uh, no.
1: Uh, this actually – I've seen this movie. I saw it um, not long after it came out, and uh, I've seen it many times since. Jason? I think the most recent time. Yeah. Was it one of these? <laughs> <laughs> actually, I think we got this at Blockbuster. Mm. I think this was a Blockbuster – movie you know back in the day That's interesting i've heard um, of those
0: what what exactly were those blocks? they are
1: these amazing little uh buildings yeah. and in these buildings they have movies in plastic boxes really yeah they're big plastic boxes with this weird tape looking stuff in it what, uh like this why ribbon. would they do that i <laughs> who knows you have to rewind it and what, by that i mean what does you that have even to mean uh, it's yeah it's weird <laughs> <laughs> this was – actually, I believe it probably was a DVD when I got Was this, 91? So I probably got it in like 94, 93. Yeah, it was probably still a v- VHS tape. Probably. Yeah, Yeah, it was. I didn't have a DVD player until…
0: 2008.
1: 2008. <laughs> <Yeah. clears> yes. No, this is an absolutely hilarious movie. I love this. It definitely holds up for me. I've seen it recently. Um, I remember the first – at least time or two that I saw this, this movie um, annoyed the hell out of me. Really? And I don't mean annoyed in a bad way, like the movie was bad. Like I felt in place of Dr. Marvin and that annoyed me. So, <laughs> <laughs> so the basic synopsis is that um, Bob... Who is the star of the movie? Is this everything in the textbook of psychiatric problems hmm. he has? He has OCD. He's schizophrenic. Every problem.
0: I don't think he's actually. Schizo- I don't think he's actually any of those things, is he?
1: Exactly. It's more of he is a hypochondriac, and so he believes that all these problems he's having, and um, it makes him uber annoying. And the movie begins with his. Previous psychiatrist basically about to jump off a building <laughs> and needs to get rid of him because he has annoyed this other psychiatrist so bad. He dupes uh, Dr. Marvin, played by Richard Dreyfuss, into taking him on as a client, kind of last minute. But it just has so happens it's right before uh, Dr. Marvin goes on vacation um, and to his home in the Hamptons, or I don't know where.
0: I think it's, where did yeah, they go?
1: Like that. Oh, it was something um, like
0: that. Lake. It was Lake Winnipesaka. Yeah, Winnipesaukee. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, so he's getting ready to go to his summer home type thing, and so he sees Bob once, and Bob kind of leeches onto him, which is his M.O. And so, What's the crisis, um, Bob? Yeah, so he kind of gives uh, Bob some advice in that first uh, um, meeting with him, in his first session, and it kind of helps him a little bit, and so that makes Bob completely obsessed with um, him, and he's really, I think, just – Obsessed with attention and in this um, And so Dr. Leo Leo Marvin leaves with his family And they go off to their summer home While Bob can't stand to be alone Without him and needs help And, and is in a psychiatric crisis um, And eventually tracks him down And finds him on his summer home And so this The rest of the movie is pretty much Dr. Marvin trying to get rid of him mm-hmm. Because he's not supposed to be there And he is absolutely annoying And Bob basically staying and being endeared deeper and deeper with the rest of his Dr. Marvin's family and friends. And everybody loves Bob, but Bob is the most annoying human being on the face of the earth, and nobody believes him, Wait, Jason? Uh, believes Dr. Jason? Marvin that he's Jason? that annoying. Jason, yes.
0: more annoying than yeah. me interrupting you every time you're trying to do a synopsis? <laughs> I, I This is difficult for me to say.
1: But yes. Wow. <laughs> See, it's funny. I has... guy... Go ahead. By That's the
0: right? end of this movie, I yeah. s- I wanted Bob to I... – <laughs> What? You, hello? Yeah?
1: What? Yeah. yeah. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> I wanted Bob to bite that bomb. I wanted him to bite the bullet. I wanted him death therapy. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so basically Dr. Marvin is this highly strong – Definitely overwhelmed, psychiatrist. You did say strong, and right? Bob seems yeah highly strung. No. <laughs> I was just making sure. Strong. Yeah, is... I think Dreyfus is just kind of a short guy. That I doesn't don't mean nothing. I think
0: he's that doesn't mean nothing.
1: Uh, yeah, maybe small feet. <laughs> no, that, that doesn't mean nothing. <laughs> okay, what? You know what occurs to me? In a
0: weird way, you're kind, <laughs> not you're... in any way, shape, or form. Do I know what occurs to you? <laughs> <laughs> Probably a very good thing, my friend. I actually think you're kind of like Leo Marvin, and I'm kind of like Bob.
1: Do <laughs> you carry around your goldfish gill on your neck and a little necklace?
0: I carry him around <laughs> in my pocket. He's starting to Well, stink. whatever. I don't
1: want to know what you name it. Don't tell me that. <laughs>
0: I'd like you to meet my fish gill. Oh, my meet- God! Call the police!
1: <laughs> uh, yes, I would definitely say I'm probably the more strong... High, strung one. And you're definitely the more
0: psychiatrically challenged. Yeah, that's, yeah, psychiatrically uh, ta- challenged. Wow. Uh, How can you make a PC <laughs> term that actually sounds extraordinarily un-PC? Ask Jason. <laughs> <laughs> He's psychiatrically challenged. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is that? Mean? I am not an artard. You are.
1: <laughs> um, so I won't give the ending away because the ending's funny, but basically things escalate um between Bob and Dr. Marvin and to the point where at the end not at the end, towards the end, Dr. Marvin's been building up to his appearance on the Today Show. And that, that's his big stressor is he wants everything to be perfect for when they come into his home and interview him about his new book coming out, and he wants Bob away. And so all of the tension really builds up to the point where he gets on the show. Um, and then things go just bonkers from there. So it's a hilarious movie. I absolutely love it. I think this, this yes. movie is really funny. But the synopsis is, that's it as it is. I won't give the ending away for this. I know I'm a spoiler
0: whore, but I'll keep that one pocket. <laughs> well, well and, I, and I will say that, um, as per usual, I'm glad we're 24 episodes in, and I neglected to say, uh, spoiler alert. <laughs> we, we, talk about <laughs> we didn't the, give it away yet. Well, I know. But, I mean, yeah, it's one of those. If nobody's ever seen it, we kind of, you know. Do give uh, quite we just a bit. gave right. them the trailer, everything we talked about. Yeah, that's okay. All right. Yeah, right. Okay. I'll give you that. <laughs> Go to YouTube, watch the trailer. Oh, yeah, wait a bit, though. Trailers <laughs> annoy me because nothing annoys me when I'm watching it going, wow, I just saw the whole movie. Why do I need that <sighs> Yeah, yeah. The, but the best bits, I don't think were on that,
1: on the trailer, though. That's I think true. there was better bits. There, the was, whole...
0: there were hints of the best bits. See, that's how you there... do it if you're going to do a comedy trailer. You just show a hint. You don't show, like, the all the best bits,
1: and then that's it. <sighs> Yeah, you know what? What amazes me about this movie, Richard Dreyfuss, who I absolutely adore, um, in many movies. Uh, he's w- in one of my favorite movies, Jaws. Gripen tribe. <laughs> yes. Um, he was in uh, Mr. Holland's Opus and and uh, obviously Close Encounters. And he plays this very kind of cool character. This he can play this highly intellectual character. In this, he plays the best kind of uber stressed over-the-edge, going-to-explode Individual Like, his moments of freaking out are better than the Chevy Chase moment of freaking out in Christmas Vacation. Yeah, you Just- know,
0: that's true, but I will actually, I will argue with you on this point, because, you know, it's good drama. It's good radio. Um, I actually never have thought of him as being a cool comic. Like, he's always come across to me. Now, his characters will start off seemingly together, but there's always been this vein in, like, everything. Like, Hooper, you know... When he gets all annoyed with the the city council because they want to open the beaches up, and he goes, you will ignore this problem till it comes up and bites you squarely on the ass." And you know that that whole thing. And then <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. He and then close the counters. He is making the in- devil's tower out of mashed potatoes. Mashed at one potatoes. Point. <laughs> yes. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yes,
1: but he always plays kind of the intellectual. I guess maybe yeah. he doesn't play the cool, but in this one he lets it fly. I mean, this is the most I think over the top I've seen him. Um, in as far as Jason I
0: gotta tell you everybody knows you can't fly if you're high so anyway um, I guess then as it it relates to this particular motion picture we really don't have it's sort of ironic because I think we picked this one because we're like yeah we love this movie but upon further inspection I'm realizing we're both pretty much going to agree on every possible point because we both love this movie (laughs) so we'll now spend the duration of the show just discussing how much we love this movie (laughs) and why this movie is awesome It's got to happen every so often, I
1: guess. Um yeah, that's okay. It's got to happen. We'll, no, we'll, I will say that. Seriously, We'll get into though, our for... six picks early. <laughs> yeah, we will. Um, seriously, though, for the first couple of times I watched this, I couldn't stand this movie. I, I hated it because it was wait, so wait. annoying
0: to you me. Wait, wait, what?
1: It, it, well, I like Bill Murray. He was oh, funny. Let, let me guess. I let me guess. Let drivers. me guess.
0: Let me guess. You're also happy that Greedo shot first, right? That should have been that way from the beginning, so. Oh, my God. <laughs> I will hunt you down, and I will yeah, destroy I honestly, you.
1: <laughs> I honestly had no idea there was a change there. I'm
0: just you, What? Time's
1: clueless. Are you Are serious? You about- no, I didn't notice Dude, it.
0: Dude, he has, like, the worst thing ever. They, like, literally digitally have Han go from he's sitting there, and he just, like, his entire body. Not like he, they made his shoulders kind of do-do. I just dodged a laser blast, which is ridiculous. No, they had him, his whole body, like, just moves, like, it, 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 like the chick from the ring, like when she would come out of the TV and she would like jump, <laughs> kind of turn. Yeah, like sideways, that, like yeah, like the static hand from hand. the TV. I'm like, are you kidding? Like the signals change. I'm like, it was horrible. It was horrible. <laughs> it was horrible. <laughs> huh? Horrible. I can't take it anymore. Oh my God. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I didn't pay that much attention. Now, afterwards, all the fervor and hullabaloo and— And then it's
0: obviously Greedo's blaster <laughs> must, like, be bent. Like, like he must have, like, taken it into the loo with him and, like, dropped it on the floor and it bent the freaking barrel well, because—
1: it got kind of warped when they went through and jumped to light speed.
0: You don't know that Greedo jumped to light speed at any point. You don't know. We, never saw we didn't establish travel. that. We didn't establish that. You got to establish things, dude. You can't just oh it's gee oh all how, the way to Tatooine how without going to lightspeed. Maybe maybe Greedo, Maybe like maybe, maybe he had been there for the week, you know, hanging out <laughs> in the cantina, getting his freak on, and and he got that blaster at the you know the old uh, the gun the gun store from from Bob, Bobby Joe, you know the the cantina gun store owner or Tatooine <laughs> blaster, gun
1: store. blasters in tobacco.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, Han Nothing like Star shot Wars. first. <laughs> it's like you know what the worst part about that is, and I just, and after I'm done, after I'm after I say this, we can continue with <laughs> what about Bob? What drives it's, me the most nuts about Han shooting first is it establishes his whole character. He's not a good guy. You base selfish... your
1: entire judgment of his
0: character. No, I said it helps establish his character. It's first. the first sign we get, besides the fact that he's you know you know. A braggart with his whole, you know, I ran the Kessel Run and, okay, I know. Yeah,
1: and, uh, and money's— in
0: and, uh, a and, uh, parsecs. I can't remember the exact number. The only
1: thing that's important. and yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah, yeah no, yes. I'm that's here fine. But what I'm saying, the whole and...
0: him shooting first helps establish that he is a badass who does not care. I would say the fact that he shot at all— Dude, no, because if if you have Greedo shoot first and adjust, that's why Lucas did it. Even no. said that, dude. I'm Lucas said, said it didn't "Oh, make that." Much I, of a difference. Um, excuse me, I don't care what the creator of the Star Wars <laughs> film said. Um, he obviously um, doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs>
1: He he can say whatever he wants. First of all, he says "screw you" to everybody. um, Yes, actually, I
0: believe, and I believe I said this to someone earlier today. (laughs) I'm in fact going to take my childhood, put it on a platter, walk it up to the front of the Skywalker Ranch, and say, "Here, Mister Lucas, please defecate on this."
1: And he will happily do so. Oh no, it's too late. You already
0: have thousand dollar bill. You already have. It was called "Kingdom of the Crystal Skull." It was called Anakin, little Annie. Yippee! It was called. Misa think I'm responsible for the empire. Oh, I,
1: saw, I saw what I'm gonna buy you for your next birthday present. Oh god! <laughs> I was at Downtown Disney this weekend, and I went in the Lego store, and they have an entire section of Star Wars. I'm buying you a Lego Jar Jar Binks keychain.
0: Only if you borrow buy also buy me a can of WD forty and a bic <laughs> lighter. <laughs>
1: Okay, but you have to photograph that or videotape
0: it. Put it on the yeah, put it on the site. <laughs> okay. Absolutely. So anyway, long story short, Han shot first. He should always shoot first. Uh, having, it helps it, to establish yeah. his character. Irrelevance. <laughs> Into- oh, my God.
2: Please send Irrelevant. your
0: feedback to the voicemail line, which will give you the number two in a minute. <laughs> And the feedback at ForgottenFlix.com, if you think Han, it's good Han shot second, because him shooting at all, you know, that, that isn't like defending yourself, which is like a totally different thing than saying, I'm going to pull the gun Now, Now, t- one can make the argument. He knew Greedo has blaster out, but he still shot first, and that little bit, that little tiny thing helps establish his character. <sighs> anyway, I digress. We need to get you some more hobbies. <laughs> I dig. I have plenty of hobbies. I spend hours and hours doing them, and then while I'm doing them, I'm thinking about the fact that Han shot first. And that in E.T., the feds had guns, not walkie-talkies. Steven. Okay, that one
1: is worse. Oh. That one's worse. Yeah, I agree with you on that one. Oh. <laughs> anyway, so I was saying something about – what movie were we talking oh, about, what about Star Bob? Wars,
0: right? Star what, War. what about Bob? Yeah.
1: You know it is inevitable. It is a foregone conclusion. That so they're going to remake it? No. We must have a Star Wars epic episode.
0: Yeah, I, I realize that. Except it's not. When you say epic, can we define that? Because I think we need to say six to eight hours, parts one through six.
1: Be, we'll look at the little graph of the number of people that listen to the show and like Star it just keeps Wars getting is coming smaller
0: up, like, and small.
1: Three. Yeah. <laughs> and that's your test download, that's my download, and yeah. maybe your wife.
0: Yeah, no, God, oh, she would not. She, she loves. She, she. There's no way. She, she has to listen to that in general. She's not going to want to listen to it recorded. That's like that's kind of horrible Geneva Convention violating torture. Here, honey, listen to me rant for the next three and a half hours about why Jar Jar Binks shouldn't be the sole person responsible for the creation of the Empire because he is. L- put there by friggin' Amadala to cast the deciding vote in the Senate for the love of God. Sorry. It
1: goes, it goes, Agent Orange, mustard gas, Joel
0: talking about Star Wars. Waterboarding. <laughs> no, that's still being, <laughs> legal. <laughs> my fingernails being bent back. Fish hooks under the eyelids. Joel and talking the answer,
1: calls. the question is... Things you would rather do than rewatch the prequels of Star Wars.
0: Yes, in, in particular, Attack of the Clones. In particular, that scene where they're frolicking with nerf herders and talking about their love sonnets or whatever. Like, go. I just I wish at that point, like, he just pulled out a blaster and, like, shot Padme or vice versa. Something, anything. That would have been a good lightsaber headless Do moment. you understand the moment? You know the moment I realized that George Lucas might in fact be Lucifer? Was when the 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 whole build up with with Anakin and Attack of the Clones. I mean, up to this point, I'm thinking, okay, at least we had Darth Maul and Phantom Menace, and that final battle scene with Duel of the Fates was awesome. Oh and yes, it was the only reason I could justify seeing that five times in the theater. Yes, I saw it five times. I saw Attack of the Clones twice in the theater because the first time I was in total denial about how awful it was. By the second time, um, and
1: the music. The music around that duel, Clash of the Fates. Oh,
0: it's, Duel of the Fates, yes, it was fantastic. Duel of the Fates, yeah. I mean, yeah. Fantastic.
1: Oh, gosh, fantastic. Yeah, that's
0: what I was going Classic
1: that... John Williams, that whole battle. Yes.
0: Yes, that was awesome. Ewan McGregor. Well, yep. and of course, the pod racing scene for 28 minutes, or however long it is, was awesome, too. Because, you know, we don't know whether or not little Annie will win. I thought he was going to die. He might die in it, or he might not win his freedom. <laughs> because then, you know, he couldn't go on. Oh, my God. I mean, that was totally suspenseful. <laughs>
1: So, you hate prequels in general, that's what you're saying? No. Mm-mm. Because prequels mean that you know something's going to happen at nope. the
0: end. No, that's not it. Nope.
1: That's kind of like when I went to watch Titanic. I'm like, I don't I want to watch this movie before no, I know what's going to happen. But the difference the is. No,
0: <laughs> but some people did survive the Titanic, and you don't know who's going to from the characters that you're I watching. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, luckily, the one that I didn't want to survive didn't, so I'm good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and he means the, uh, the scene with the baby. That was basically the part he was talking. No, it was the stupid
1: cello sleep. player. I hate the cello.
0: <laughs> mm. <laughs> oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs>
1: door, door.
0: <laughs> Thank you. yeah oh, he sank into the deep. Oh, God, he goes under the iceberg. Oh, so <sighs> cellos are asleep. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Good lord. Okay, so anyway, so what about Bob? Great movie. We totally see Blixen. What about it? <laughs> What about Bob? What, a, uh, what, what what about Bob? You think he's crazy? <laughs> Listen to us for an hour. So Jason. Yeah, this is it, it, the tough part is it's a fan
1: fest. I think this movie is a <laughs> is a classic 80s style um movie mm-hmm. in the same vein as like National Lemp's Vacation and um The Great Outdoors and some of those other John, you know, John Hughes movies Even and though stuff.
0: it came out in 1991.
1: Exactly. <laughs> Even though it came out in the early 90s, I think it was very much in that style and it works. Yeah. Um, very well. It kind of, like I said, for me, was annoying to begin with, but you now once I rewatched it and unwound a little, um, <laughs>
0: it was. You know, like I do about Star funny. Wars prequels. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> but Richard Dreyfus gr- and Bill Murray, I wish had done more together because they yeah, seem to play off each other as there, opposites yeah. very well. Yeah. Yeah. And, and honestly,
0: um, this is the Bill Murray that I, I, I love and miss. And massive spoiler alert if you haven't seen Zombieland, Land, push. Fast forward for the next minute or thirty seconds, probably thirty seconds. Yeah, <laughs> I felt like Zombieland, the cameo with you with Murray, and that it was the f- yeah. first time in a long time that that was sort of the the, the classic Bill Murray, the that just that yeah. guy. Even though I know he was playing himself in that, but okay, spoiler over. <laughs> um, of course, by the very no, nature, yeah, I love that. I love that movie.
1: Zombieland's great.
0: Yeah, and and, and I just. I, I'm hoping because I know there's all you know that supposedly Ghostbusters 3 is coming out, so even if it's off, uh, you know, awful, <laughs> I, if he plays Vankman the way he should play Vankman, I'll be happy. I don't care. The
1: sad part is, though, I, the only thing I will be happy with, with Ghostbusters 3 is if he is the focus, not even the focus, if he has the most airtime.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Because
1: to me, he is the funniest thing. I oh, know. Don't get me wrong. There are lots of very funny people in oh, Ghostbusters yeah. One and Two,
0: but he was the oh, funniest part yes. of all of them. So, um, oh, he was a fantastic, and, and I think that um, I'm trying to think of what I was going to say. Get him, Ray. Ray. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we true. came, we saw, we kicked it. Kicked it. I loved. I love. Love. Nobody love. steps on a church in my town. <laughs> Although I will say Dan Aykroyd, second favorite. And, uh yeah, yeah yeah, and Harold was it Harold Ramis? Oh yeah, Harold Ramis. Yeah, he plays uh yeah. Yeah, he plays Spangler. Yeah. Oh yeah, nothing to worry and, about. And Rick Moranis, Rick Maranis, of course,
1: unlicensed nuclear accelerator on her back. <laughs> yeah yeah, he's so dry. He's great. <laughs> Andy Potts.
0: Yeah. God, the movie's great. Thank we got to do a Potts. Ghostbusters episode, dude. I'm telling you. Oh, I'm telling you. Yeah. Oh, the two suck. You know bad. what's dude? You know what's sad? I like two. Really? I, I admit it's not a good movie. I like it though. My God, but that whole. Um,
1: Statue of Liberty and the uh, goop
0: and the. Oh wait, no, no, Aretha wait. Song Put a playing the, love ugh. in your heart. Was that it? or Was that Scrooge that they sing? Put a little... That was Scrooge. <laughs> <laughs> Scrooge. I realized I was saying it. I was like, wait a minute, isn't that the end of Scrooge? <laughs> it's Bill Murray. It's close enough. They're singing. You know, what the hell like, What was the song that they sing with the stupid doing the Statue of Liberty?
1: Oh, I forget the song, but I think it was in Aretha. We
0: said Aretha Franklin, so.
1: Uh, I think it was Aretha Franklin. I think, No, but I don't it was, think it was. that is Motown lines. It was uh, it was supposed to be happy, a feel good song because yeah, it was what like it was it like
0: that, like st- put a little <laughs> love in your heart kind of thing, right? It was similar to that, yes, the style. And there's some there going. It was, you moron.
1: Yes, because ninety year old men who yeah. listen
0: to well, it, you, stupid you, gaming, you stupid kids? Give me turn radio back You stupid kids and your your fancy moving pictures. Oh, let me guess. George R. Binks wasn't good enough for you. That's. I'm. All right. George Lucas might be calling into the show.
1: God, oh, I hope so. Oh, I would love so, I would sit there. Just next so you to him know, and watch this
0: is you? George. George uh, R. Binks was genius. Genius! <laughs> genius! All right. Tell your dad to go back to bed. Dad, go back to bed. and Put your pants on. Fine. <laughs> Screw <laughs> you guys. I'm going home. Cartman <laughs> is an 85 year old man. <laughs> Screw <laughs> you guys. I'm going
2: home. You're <laughs>
0: kidding, that's my pants. Screw you guys. Screw you. Wow, this is going nowhere fast. So anyway, Jason, would you like to jump into our six so- picks? <laughs>
1: I think it's a good time to jump into our six picks. (laughs) Okay,
0: and on that note. (laughs) The following movie is rated A for awesome. (laughs) Today's six flicks picks... Are movies where crazy equals funny? Oh, yeah. We said it because sometimes, folks, crazy does equal funny. And as somebody who has their share of, um, let's just say, issues, <laughs> and Jason can vouch for that, not just what you're hearing on the microphone. Yes, I do. I will say it's funny. <laughs> so, Jason, would you like to lead us off with your first crazy equals funny pick.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. My first crazy equals funny pick is What Dreams May Come with Robin Williams.
0: I thought that movie would <laughs> Robin Williams. I totally so thought you funny. should have picked Misery. <laughs> misery. I mean that Annie. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> She's a barrel mm-hmm. of laughs. Loco. <laughs> Mucho no, loco, actually... that one.
1: <laughs> it's funny because there are um there are We've had this. We had this discussion talking about what to pick for the six picks. There, there's sort of this political incorrectness that is funny um, because it sort of brings light to many facets of what we would term crazy. Because sometimes it's just being different, um, and the definition of what it is, what is crazy, changes over time. <laughs> so, um, I think that's much more fun. To if you make look light it up
0: about. on Wikipedia right now, you'll see a picture of this podcast and us. That just crazy. proves that they
1: have no idea because we're supposed to be under stupid. Anyway. <laughs> oh, I think it's actually like
0: one of those disambiguation. <laughs> <names>. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, if you meant
1: retarded. Oh, <laughs> if you mean, <laughs>
0: yeah, if you make completely <laughs> off their asinine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs>
1: my first pick stars uh, one of my favorite crazy people. Although it is a a classic 80s flick. One of Jar my favorite 1985's Real Genius, uh, starring Val Kilmer and uh, Gabriel Jarrett, and the two of them play these hyper geniuses uh, who are kind of off the wall. But are those they're geniuses not crazy- that
0: get really excited? Uh, you said uh, hyper genius. Hyper geniuses. Yeah, I- <laughs> equals <laughs> squared. Yeah. I-,
1: <laughs> I didn't say hyper nerd. Hyper. <laughs> well, they are physicists. Yeah. yeah. Never mind. Um, this is one of my favorites. Val Kilmer is a, is a top-notch actor in my book. I like him a lot. But no, my favorite is Laszlo. <laughs> Laszlo Hollyfield, who is played by John Grise in this. Uh, and basically, they're at this college for geniuses, this high-pressure situation. Everybody is top of their class, intelligence. And they tell the story of Laszlo, who had a nervous breakdown, completely spun out, and just kind of – appears every so often throughout the movie um and he basically decides that he <laughs> wants to win the frito-lay sweepstakes for all these prizes and has devised this machine and this computation to win like 73.85 percent of all prizes within the <laughs> within the contest <laughs> um and it's funny so i won't tell you a lot because there are some spoilers in this on where Laszlo lives and how um he they they find him and and so on but uh he is absolutely hilarious. I love this movie and it's it's one of my favorite 80s flicks of all time, up there with with Weird Science.
0: Cool. So. yes, Real Genius is classic. Okay, well, the next pick, yep. number 5, is going to be The Prisoner of Second Avenue from 1975. It's uh I'm not I'm pretty sure Jason's other two picks are also 80s movies, right? Eighty and seventy nine. Okay. Yeah. So oh darn, okay. So I guess we have two seventies movies. Um, <laughs> but but my uh my other two were a little later on. But the but the first one is from nineteen seventy five. The Prisoner of Second Avenue. It starred Jack Lemon, and Bancroft, and Gene Sachs. It was based on a Neil Simon play who also wrote the screenplay. And of course Jack Lemon was also in uh Neil Simon's uh, Out of Towners and The Odd Couple, which is a classic if you have not seen mm-hmm. it. Of course I prefer the Odd Couple too. That was <laughs> Was the Ma- Odd Couple two? Yes, you didn't know that. Oh yeah, it came out in the late oh. '90s. It's awful. <laughs> oh yeah, God, yeah. It was, no. it, it was. It was right after they did Grumpy Old Men. Ian and Mathau. And uh, it was. It was around that time. It's like they, like I guess, had success with Grumpy Old Men. So they did like uh, Odd Couple two. They did uh, oh. Out to Sea. Um, uh, yes, yeah, I can remember that. Yeah. Was it Roger Mathau? Uh, Walter. Walter Mathau. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What did you say? I said Mathow. I said Ian Mathau. No, I said I didn't say his first name. I just said Mathau. Oh, okay. That's how. I, that's what I called him back in the day. Just math. Out. <laughs>
1: I just called him math.
0: Yeah. Yo math. Yo Matt. What's up? What math? M. Come here, M. So anyway, you know this what? is the story of uh, Mel and Edna. They are two middle-class uh, folks living in a uh, an apartment in good old New York City, the Big Apple. And a series of uh, unfortunate events uh, befall them, including uh, Mel losing his job, and they get robbed, and. All sorts of uh, unpleasant things happen to them. And um, Mel starts to go a little, um, how you say, loco in cerveza. <laughs> and uh, their, their neighbors are all, you know, rude and nosy. And, and he just pretty much loses it. He can't take the city more. It's very similar to his character in Out of Towners, if you've seen that film. Um, it's very, very funny. Um, there's a couple of cameos. Well, at the time, they really weren't. Cameos because these were when they were these actors were very young, but Emmett right. Walsh um, played a uh, doorman. In it, F. Murray Abraham of uh, Amadeus fame uh, was uh, a taxi driver. I do <clears> believe <throat> Sylvester Stallone actually had a very 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 small part in it. He played a uh, pickpocket. Really? Yes. And mild spoiler alert: Jack Lemmon takes off after him um, to get his wallet back, tackles him. Takes the wallet from him, you know, costs the young man. Young man runs off. And, of course, it turns out that it wasn't Jack Lemmon's wallet. It was the young man's.
2: <laughs> so it's that kind of movie. <laughs> but it,
0: but it is very, it's very funny. And uh, I, I highly recommend The Prisoner of Second Avenue from 1975. Jason, your next pick. <laughs> My
1: next pick uh, stars someone we just talked about in What About Bob? Because I see plenty of Bill Murray movies in which he is sort of the um, nutty guy but in this one it is the ultimate classic to end all 80s classic Caddyshack um, from 1980 and of course stars uh, Chevy Chase uh, who is Ty Webb he's the golf pro at this upscale kind of muckety-muck golf course and it's the kind of this classic story of the 'er ne'er-do-wells and the already been done wells <laughs> and um the bad guy comes in and wants to buy it off of the family kind of thing and take it over well bill murray plays the assistant groundskeeper and absolutely one of my favorite roles of him of all time and i know he's not in it i mean he's in it a lot but he's not the main character mm-hmm. i could just watch the scenes with bill murray in this yeah that's pretty awesome. He is, <laughs> he's so His funny or
0: rodney dangerfields or ted yes Wright's. Oh God, yeah, Ted Knight.
1: Yeah, that's such um, a good movie. It's so yeah, it's got uh, Chevy Chase, Rodney Dangerfield, Ted Knight, um Michael O'Keefe plays Danny, who's really the main character um of the movie, and uh um Cindy Morgan's in it. I mean, um it's it's really, really funny. And mm-hmm. um even it stars Brian Doyle Murray, who we've talked about previously, um, because he is the Brother of Bill Murray and was also in Groundhog Day and um, was in Scrooge and a a couple other movies with him. But um, it's absolutely hilarious movie, and it's one of those that most people can quote something from it. But the whole sequence of Bill Murray chasing that gopher, um, he is absolute mental case without a doubt. So (laughs) Caddyshack 1980. Uh, If you haven't seen it, definitely check it out before
0: it goes away. So. (laughs) goes away. Yes, because you know that cat jack. They're gonna Watch put it now. In, they're gonna Watch put it in, now before any other comedies. Yeah, they're gonna put it in a vault. You'll never see it again. <laughs>
1: yeah, they're gonna pull a Disney. Let's lock it away for ten <laughs> yeah, years. Yeah, yeah. Charge double when it yeah, comes that's out. That's right.
0: <laughs> so the next Can pick you Michael Eisner <laughs> Actually not his fault anymore. <laughs> so the next pick is going to be the Dream Team from nineteen eighty nine starring the always awesome, and I actually mean that the always awesome Michael Keaton, Christopher Lloyd mm-hmm. Peter Boyle, Stephen first, who uh, for those of you who know, was in Animal House, uh Dennis, and I'm going to screw this up, Boutsikaris. he plays uh, Dr. Weitzman, um honestly off the, the top menace? Point, Dennis Boutsikaris. Boutsikaris? oh he plays the doctor say the menace no God. No, I honestly, I recognize him, but I can't place him. He kind of looks a little like Ron Silver, the actor, but yeah, it's, it's not. Yeah,
1: yeah, What was he in?
0: I don't know. Let's not even pretend like uh, we don't guy have with, I, like, I have IMDb open. There's no doubt about that because there's no way. I mean, I could retain a lot of stuff, but I can't retain all that. Uh, so the point of the matter is I'm— just not clicking on his name because then I'd have to wait for stuff to load. So it also stars Lorraine Bracco, uh, <laughs> Phil Bosco, James Remar plays the, the big bad in it. Uh, James Remar um, was in uh, 48 Hours, which is a, another classic flick. And it tells the story of um, four psychiatric patients who are taken into the city by their doc. Uh, those four psychiatric patients are, in fact, played by Michael Keaton, uh, Peter Boyle, Christopher Lloyd, and Stephen First takes him to a ball game. He thinks that's really all they need to, to start really dealing with their problems, go out and get some fresh air, get into the real world. And while out and about the doc witnesses a crime and ends up as a target of some bad guys. And of course the four uh, psychiatric patients are trying to find the doc, save him and, you know, deal with, let's just say their issues. <laughs> and it is a, it is a very funny movie. Um, it, it's, a movie that, it's funny, how like, people that remember, you know, remember it will be like, oh, yeah, yeah, I love that movie. But it's amazing how few people remember that movie. Like Most people I'll bring it up to and they're like, I've never even heard of that. But <laughs> uh, it's, it's a good one. Uh, we have it on DVD. Uh, we'll watch it from time to time. It's one of my wife's faves. So we, uh, we enjoy it. It's a good one. The Dream Team from 1989. A movie where crazy does, in fact, equal funny.
1: Nice <laughs> I love. I gotta say, one of my favorite things Peter Doyle have ever seen him in is when he did uh, Everybody Loves Raymond. Oh my god! And he kind of played the Frank, father-in-law, Frank. Yeah. Oh my god, he's hilarious, oh, Frank. He's strange, yes. Yeah, he's so awesome. <laughs> he so he's funny in other stuff, but that. He, that well, was and my of course, favorite.
0: he was Frank, Frankenstein's monster.
1: Yes, <laughs> in young in young Frankenstein. <laughs> 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 oh, I
0: love yes.
1: <sighs> That's a good one. <clears throat> and so the number two pick overall, the six picks of crazy equals funny, is one of my favorite comedies of all time, starring one of my favorite comedians of all time, Steve Martin in The Jerk from nineteen seventy nine. I will um, I will add the caveat,
0: we, Jason. I still debate whether he was in fact crazy or just a complete Moron, but I think you had <laughs> arguments as to how one could kind of equal the other. But
1: well, I think once you have an IQ below a certain amount, isn't that considered a no mental retardation or mental issue? Crazy. He was, um, he, he, uh, it was borderline uh, in this. He wasn't. Just I just
0: think you're extraordinarily dumb. insensitive. Let me just let me dumb. just say it, Jason. You're just insensitive. <laughs> when I said crazy, oh, I just meant. You st- ever said that about me? I, I, I just meant stressed. You know, oh, so when you say
1: crazy, you just meant different. So someone who's who's different?
0: No. What I meant was, <laughs> say, somebody who, I don't know, waits for years and years and years for the prequels to some of their favorite movies to come out. And then when those movies come oh, out, so they you... spend lots and lots of money to see them. And they get so what? So this is movies? They get what? They get, yippee! So... That's the future Darth Vader, the kid from the Smuckers commercials, and Jingle all the way. Are you kidding me? I'm sorry. Go ahead and continue your point.
1: I I understand now.
0: <laughs> I understand. now. That's what crazy
1: equals. This this entire episode is about crazy. Mm-hmm. That's why you're talking about Star Wars. <laughs> yep. A method to my madness, my friend. A method to my
0: madness. <laughs> You like how I did that? I did my madness, madness crazy. Yes. <laughs> that was clever. It was clever. <laughs> Go ahead, continue. So,
1: The Jerk, also starring Emmett Walsh. And Joel. Um, yes. <laughs> it stars Steve Martin, who basically plays um, Navin, who is this kind of imbecile kind of Moronic a kind jerk. of crazy jerk, but he's not a jerk, so to speak. He just doesn't know any better. He's kind of a ignorant of the world and goes out and lives, uh, tries to find his way in the world. Um, starts his life off adopted by this kind of um, down home backwoods uh, black family, and he's this quintessential cracker, like to the point where the radio's playing and he can't get. A beat he has no (laughs) rhythm (laughs) but he grows up and and at some point they decide naven you've got to find your way in the world and he goes off to find his way and ends up joining a circus for a while and um it is it is just a very classic steve martin type humor um Throughout the entire thing, it also stars Bernadette Peters, who plays kind of his uh, love interest in this. Um, it's got Maurice Evans, who was in the classic um, um, Planet of the Apes. Um, Dick O'Neill, who's a, another kind of classic actor. It's it's really really a funny um, series of sketches, but it's it's put together very well by his experiences of the world. And it was it was directed by, you know,
0: Carl Reiner. Oh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't remember that. That's cool.
1: Yeah, who who did um, uh, a yeah. lot of TV? Did Dick he, Van Dyke show, and, and, and
0: he did Dear God, starring Greg Kinnear. Exactly,
1: <laughs> and um, also, <laughs> yes, <laughs> Greg Kinnear. Yeah, and and yeah, if dear I was, God,
0: Actually, did he do Pretty Woman?
1: He did. Oh God, he did. Um, one of my favorite comedies, which is actually really good, which is Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Mm. Did he do Pretty Woman? Did he do Pretty, pretty was, Woman? I know, no, was it him? He didn't write. He didn't uh, direct it. No, he did. Um, we did pretty well. Summer Why school, he... summer rental. Oh, he did All of me, school, huh? the man with two brains. Yeah, the man with two brains, which is another Steve Martin. All of me, another Steve Martin, where he plays with Lily Tomlin. Um, and so, and Oh God, which is a, a George Burns, you know, classic. Um, was that Oh God? Was that Oh God?
0: Or was it Dear God? Is George Burns? I don't know. Oh, yeah, Oh God, 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 yeah, was with George Burns. And Oh God, yeah, Oh yeah, God was George Burns. And oh God, was, Oh God, you, you devil, devil and, yes.
1: Yeah, it was uh, John Denver and all that. Yeah. So anyway, um, so he's done some fantastic comedies, but this has probably got to be one of the top crowns in his uh, jewels in his crown, just because it's been such a venerated comedy and um, um, kind of kicked off—not really kicked off, but skyrocketed—Steve um, Martin's career, and um, who, if you don't know now, is actually a fairly accomplished musician. I heard he likes he the is cello. A, yeah, he does. He does not. Don't say that word on this podcast again. <laughs> He's a banjo player. Yes. <laughs> He's Much a banjo better. player. Much plays blue Black. Actually highly talented and in, in in fact, if you go all the way back to the original Muppet show, the first season, he is a guest star and he the whole time is trying to play his banjo act and that's kind of the, the comedy bit is that things keep happening to prevent him from it and then at the end they're like spoiler alert at the end of the episode they're like okay go ahead and play your your banjo song and then the credits roll and it's over but yeah so he's been an accomplished banjo player for many many years hmm. very good got a couple of good albums on but anyway so that's my final crazy as funny as the jerk from 1979
0: nice would you have anything else you'd like to say jason Considering right now I'm trying to pull up the slowest loading page in history, that because I really wanted to just real quick. I, I was trying to figure out why the heck I thought he directed Pretty Woman. I don't know why I thought that. And I'm trying Carl to, Reiner. Yeah, I don't know why I thought that. It was somebody well known. I don't know. I don't know why. Thought, and he didn't do Dear God either. Maybe I was thinking of Oh God. Oh God. Yeah, oh God. that was the.
1: Burns is God and yeah, I know. speaks oh, to John. Oh, Den, I, know to I know why. I know
0: why. I know why. It's Gary Marshall. No, 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 no. Gary Marshall. <laughs> I was confusing Carl Reiner and Gary Marshall because Gary Marshall, Purdue Woman, Uh-oh. he did Dear God and he did Runaway Bride. Got gotcha. it.
1: Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. So he did the rom coms. And you go, so of course, and
0: Penny that, Marshall, you know, yeah, yeah, that's my bad. Right. Penny Ring Marshall, fart. yep. Start. Nope. So the number one no, pick. Just... You ready for it? Are you ready, Jason? I'm ready. It seems apropos. Please. It is 1990s. Crazy People, starring (laughs) Dudley Moore, Daryl Hannah, and Paul Reiser. In this classic film, Dudley Moore plays an ad executive who kind of goes the defense falling down route uh, uh, early on in the Mm -hmm. film, where he uh, loses a little bit and determines (laughs) that as an advertising exec, he's tired of lying to people. And what the world needs, what America needs, is truth. In advertising, well, um, his bosses aren't real thrilled with this idea because you know they're ad execs, and uh, turns out they don't want to be honest. Who knew? And J.T. Walsh, (laughs) the late great J.T. Walsh, plays one of the uh, the bosses, and they uh, end up having our young hero—well, not so young actually—he was probably later middle age then—but Dudley Moore institutionalized. Yes, because
1: wanting to tell the truth in advertising is obviously yes. a mental defect.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. But of course, he comes up with such great slogans as Volvo, they're boxy, but they're good. And I think one of them is like Delta, we had fewer plane crashes last year than our competitors. <laughs> Things like that. So, yes. Yeah, so- or Jaguar for men who want <laughs> to. <laughs> don't, don't, don't do it don't do it don't want to put the, uh, the, uh, although, are the arguably <laughs> Peter's phone call would get the uh, the, the explicit tag but, for many went beep yeah, from beep, and yeah, beep. Yeah, yeah it was awesome <laughs> so anywho yes, Crazy People 1990 it is a very funny movie he ends up going to the sanitarium and, and enlisting the help of the uh, other I guess his inmates <laughs> the right way to say it um, Patience Patience that's the more sensitive yes. word I was looking for. Uh, yes. yes, and I'm the
1: insensitive one. Yes, yes. no, I didn't say I wasn't.
0: <laughs> um, so yeah, he enlists the help of the patients, and uh, they put together a wacky ad campaign. And it's not a perfect movie, but it's pretty darn funny. I haven't seen it in a very, very long time, and uh, definitely yeah. gonna load that one up into the queue here soon and uh, check it out again because just rewatching the trailer on YouTube had me had me yucking it up. So, Crazy People, 1990. That is our number one. Ugh. Crazy equals funny. And pick
1: before we move off of this. Yes, I gotta say, for years after watching Splash, mm. I had a thing for Daryl Hannah.
0: Dude, everybody bad. <laughs> everybody. Dude, she was hot. Everybody probably
1: still is. I just haven't seen her in anything recently. But Kill Bill,
0: yeah, she was, she was in Kill Bill. Which one? Kill Bill. She was the chick with oh, the eye patch. Yeah, that's right.
1: Yep, 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 yep. Hmm. Not so hot with an eye patch, but you know, yeah, yeah. that's all right.
0: Yeah, all I want to look
1: at the eye patch. <laughs> anyway
0: <laughs>
1: TMI so, so Jason those our that... six picks for crazy
0: <laughs> yeah. so Jason on that note would you like to throw out our feedback voicemail line for people to call up and point out what a goofball moron jackhole you are for thinking <laughs> Han should have shot second I didn't say you should have a second. I said it didn't matter. To- oh, it didn't matter. Um, please, that's even better. It's yeah. A- it's it didn't matter. It didn't matter that George decided to rewrite history. No, that's okay. <laughs> Go ahead, Jason. I dare you. Call me. 206
1: 203 0491. I dare you. Actually, I still need you to call and sing your favorite 80s montage, too, because uh, I'm still thinking you're the best around.
0: Nothing's going to lead end. me halfway <laughs> across the sky. <laughs> Yes, that would be the voice (laughs) feedback line. And you can also reach us 206
1: 203 0491. (laughs)
0: Yes. And you can also reach us feedback at forgottenflicks.com. You can send me something, Joel at forgottenflicks.com or Jason at forgottenflicks.com. Follow us on Twitter. Mm -hmm. I'm at forgottenflicks, and that's flicks with an X. And Jason is flicks sidekick. And you can also check us out on iTunes, subscribe to the podcast, leave us a review if uh, you are so inclined. And such a wonderful human being and want to throw us a bone. So we we appreciate everyone who has up to this point left us a a review. We've got several on there now, and they've all been very, very nice and complimentary. And we sort of have convinced ourselves they must have been listening to a different show and clicked the wrong link. But we'll take it. I'll I'll take it. Absolutely. absolutely. So, Jason, anything else you want to say to wrap up this end of our summer series Nope,
1: uh, it's been a blast uh, talking about our summer movies. Um, stay tuned for the next several holidays. We're kind of going to go off the grid for uh,
0: off the you know, reservation. No holidays.
1: But... Yeah, there's no good holidays coming up, but we've got some good movies coming up. Yeah. Um, but then we are planning now. Yes. Prepare now, folks. Prepare now. Halloween oh, yes. is only uh, three three months away. <laughs> Give or take. Three months away. I, yeah. If, if, if she, Um. Halloween is going to rock. But because we've got month some of awesome, awesome episodes
0: between now and then. Yes, of course. But of Halloween is going to rock. But we are so, going to do the- an entire month of Halloween action. Oh, yeah. Like you've never been Halloweened before. We're going to Halloween you <laughs> long time. <laughs> We're going to Halloween you real good. going to show you my pumpkin head. Wow. <laughs> that put an image in my brain that I may never... Get- After tonight's show, I'll be getting the Ajax and Brillo pad out and popping open my cranium and scrubbing away. So on that note, Jason, remember, a flick is only forgotten if you're not talking about it.